to your station of choice exactly 8 15 is your time and it's definitely a good time to now welcome the good people of bonella in studio with us this morning and we have the privilege of welcoming uh, with us this morning thank you for joining us good morning to you good morning Boto, and good morning to the listeners all right. Yesterday, we'll be touching on the human rights. Uh, well, in this era, yeah, COVID-19, certainly very interesting times to say the least. Uh, yeah. But we'll be talking about that and whether, looking also at uh, whether the lockdown, you know, as they call it, is in accordance with, the, with human rights. Let's talk a little bit about Bonella, though, before we get to that. Uh, Bonella is an organization, uh, an NGO whose mandate is to make the right to health a reality in Botswana. This is understanding that um, health really plays a central part um, in the realization of all other rights to human beings. Um, So we do our work through advocacy um, um, to ensure that people realize their human rights, and that is to say that their right to health is promoted, protected, and definitely fulfilled um, in Botswana. So um, uh, we do capacity building, for instance, to make sure that service providers are providing the services um, from a human rights-based perspective. So in every single situation, um, like you just said, that we're living in interesting times, right? So in every single situation, our perspective is always a human rights perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we would like to give the human rights perspective of the lockdown that we are currently, um, uh, that has been imposed by the government of Botswana um, in a bid to to contain and uh, curb the spread of COVID-19. And, and, and are there specific human rights that we're looking at or are we just looking at the universal rights? We are looking at universal rights, but also understanding that Ghana, when you speak of a lockdown, you are touching specifically on certain rights Mm -hmm. and in this situation when we talk about for instance children's right to education has been affected um they are not they they stopped going to school um i mean the minister of education alluded to it yesterday during the parliamentary debate you know that they lost um a couple of days and that they still could have used in the school curriculum um our freedom of movement has been restricted now you need a permit to move from your home and um, to go to the grocery store or to the health facility uh, our freedom of assembly has been affected by this when ordinarily i would be in the studio having fun banter absolutely you and, <laughs> <with> you and <laughs> yes you know we're doing this over the phone and of course our freedom of association so i can't just get up and go visit my my friends and my and my family at will mm. um as i i was able to or even as Botswana were able to before the lockdown so these are the specific rights and um, that we're talking about in this context mm. And, and, and specifically looking at the lockdown itself, I mean, obviously, like we're saying, the COVID-19 in itself, uh, just the disease itself has actually had some sort of impact on our rights. Obviously, uh, the right to congregate, as you said, is one of those yeah. rights that are affected, uh, you, that are certainly affected. But uh, when you look at the, the, the lockdown specifically, is it in accordance with human rights? Um, so the standard that we use to check if something is in compliance.
first of all, we take it against international um, human rights standards. Mm-hmm. Um, and in human rights, um, it's understood that yes, your rights may be universal as a human being. They may be indivisible. That is to say, you cannot divorce one right from another. Um, and they are not inalien- or they are not inalienable. That is to say that you cannot remove um, certain rights from the body of rights. Um, and we recognize that as much as we have these amazing things called human rights, there are certain situations which call for a limitation of rights. Right. Uh, so we are not violating the rights. We are not saying they may be violated. We are saying they may merely be limited. They may be restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, so specifically, um, there is a principle in human rights law, uh, which is the Saracusa principle. And the Saracusa principle essentially means that there's a certain standard and a criteria um, that must be met for your rights to be limited. So they may not be limited at will. Um, and should they be limited, they must always meet this criteria. The first of which being that they must be carried out in accordance with the law. And if we look at the current Fuzana lockdown, it is in accordance with the law. We're talking the Public Health Act um, at this stage. Um, of course, there is interesting discussion around um, um, other laws that are, that are being um, affected by this. But definitely we're talking the Public Health Act. We're talking when someone is in isolation, for instance their freedom of movement has been restricted, and that is in accordance with the Public Health Act. Um, and it has to be directed, that is the second element of the, of the, of the Saracusa principle, that is to say that it has to be directed towards a legitimate aim or objective and in the public interest. So when you limit a person's right or freedom of association and movement, it has to be to achieve a legitimate objective. It cannot be arbitrary in nature. Um, and it must be for the general interest or for the public interest. So when you limit someone's right to or freedom of movement or, or, or right to education, as the case may be for children, it must be um, for the public interest. The third element is that it must be necessary in a democratic society to achieve the objective, mm-hmm. in which I just spoke of, right? Yeah. Um, that is to say that it must have that specificity to it. Um, And it must be the least intrusive or restrictive measure available to reach that objective. So there has to be an analysis of all steps that we can take. And ultimately, we must say, you know what, of everything that we have considered, this is really the less restrictive or intrusive way that that it can be done. And it has been consistently said that we are not, as Mozana, under a total shutdown. You can still get a permit to go um, to access basic services or to access your health services. So that is to say um, that... Yes, to access only those that are classified as essential services at this point, yes. Exactly, exactly. So yes, there is restriction, but there is there is allowance enough for people to still be able to access the basic services that, you, that they need, like you rightfully pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, additional elements of the principle are that, are that it shouldn't be arbitrary um, and it should be limited in duration. So this lockdown, um, we know that we are 
our movement is being restricted until the 30th of April. Right. I mean, so, we prefer to call it, ex- well, extreme social distancing. <laughs> <in> my- <laughs> Yes, the extreme social distancing. That's what the president called it, yes. That's what the president called it, exactly. So he said we're going into a, a, an extreme um, social distancing. But of course, if we're looking at what other uh, internationally is being referred to, um, it is being referred to as, as, as a lockdown. Right. Um, but yes, um, of course, the extreme social distancing is limited until the 30th of April. And so that is to say that the current extreme social distancing or lockdown that we are that is being imposed on us as Botswana is in compliance with international human rights principles. That's very good to know. But when I think one of the issues that have certainly been at the center of the the, the COVID nineteen epidemic is that of uh, I think disclosing or disclosure of the names of those that may uh, have tested positive. What does the law say about that, Teboho? There is no duty to disclose. Um, if you look at the Public Health Act, COVID-19 falls squarely within the definition of a notifiable disease. And um, that is why we, uh, the government of Botswana consistently knows the numbers of people and they can give you specifics. The, the number of people who are currently in isolation, the number of tests that have been given, the number of people who test positive, mm-hmm. it is a notifiable disease. There is, however, a duty to still protect the identity of the people who have been, um, who have tested positive and those who are in, in, in isolation. The principle of confidentiality in the provision of services remains central, and it must be duly respected by everyone, from healthcare workers to the public as well. I mean, when this thing first started, we, um, or when the first people tested positive, for instance, there were pictures floating around in social media, which is a complete violation of their privacy, if at all it was ever determined that those were, in fact, the people. Mm-hmm. But um, that, that being besides the point, no one has the right to disclose um, who specifically um, has been affected. But we can know general, um, idea, uh, general issues around um, the identification of the people, um, and when you talk about confidentiality, this must also be extended when there is contact tracing. Ideally, when someone is, is tested and they're found positive, then the idea then is to find other people they have been in contact with. That's right. And in doing so, confidentiality must be respected there too. Yes, you may need to say, but you met on such and such a date, may we please test you for COVID-19. Right? Yes. But you, the person with whom you is uh, this information is being shared with you, it's done so in the public interest, and it's also your duty to then not um, disclose that information. So, you, if I'm hearing you, you right, you're just saying that the responsibility does not just lie with the, the officials or the health officials or the government per se, but also with us as individuals to ensure that we also do not disclose the names of those that may have tested positive. That is correct. So, what does the what what are sort of the uh, I don't know what word to use, but what are, are some 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 of the measures that can be taken against uh, such events? Um, the the thing we can do right now, um, given that there are restrictions imposed on all of us, mm. and given that this is an, an, a nationwide and an international problem, we all need to take responsibility. Right. Uh, we all need to recognize the role that we play. When they say stay indoors, 
realize that that is a responsibility that you are carrying as an individual for the safety of this nation. And when they say don't disclose who, if you happen to know who has tested positive, don't disclose their names because you also have a duty to protect that person's identity and also not stigmatize because we're also seeing issues of stigma. Um, when people disclose other people's identity, um, harsh words are spoken. There's a lot of stigma Absolutely. towards people who, who test positive. So it's really around um, um, not fueling the stigma that might arise as a result of this. Hmm. I, I, I know, okay, we're obviously a little bit out of time, so hopefully next time we'll get to talk about the state of emergency as well and, and what it means to the human rights or the rights that you've just told, spoken about that one may be violated and those that may not necessarily be uh, violated under the state of emergency uh, as well. So perhaps that's a conversation for another time. I get it. Definitely. I think um, given the goings on um, in Parliament yesterday and what we will see today, um, it's definitely an issue that is, is of interest to every single Mozana and we would be happy to come back and, and discuss it further. Thank you, Mozana. All right. Thank you. Have, have a very lovely day and stay safe. Uh, thank you for staying home and not coming here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and have a good one. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Go. Oh, that is, of course, uh, who's joining us from Bonella. Uh, yeah, speaking about human rights, I'm pretty sure that you've heard as well that, you know, the lockdown or the, the extreme social distancing is definitely in accordance with the law, and uh, that even though you feel like some of some uh, some some of your human rights may be uh, to a, se- a certain extent affected, they are not infringed upon.